To all the mothers who may be listening today, we'd like to say to you, Happy Mother's Day. Welcome to the Church of Christ at Lawrence Avenue's Worship Resource Podcast for Sunday, May the 14th. We hope everyone has had a good week, that you and your families continue to be in good spirits, that you're in good health, and you're prepared for today's worship service. Here are your updated announcements. Continue to keep Sister Connie Spence in your prayers. Also, continue to pray for uh, her sister, Pat, and the rest of the Spence family as Sister Connie continues uh, her recovery. Also, continue to keep Sister Angela Carruthers' sister-in-law. Keep her in your prayers, as well as her brother, Patrick. Also, continue to remember all of our sick and shut-in, all of our bereaved families, as well as those who request prayers for traveling grace. Also, whoever you may have on your personal prayer list, continue to pray for them. Let's continue to pray also one for another. Today, you may notice a difference in the sound quality of the podcast, especially during the worship service. There has been no editing done to the podcast. Lord willing, we will continue editing again on next month. Join me once again this Wednesday evening as we begin a new study series titled The Christian and Good Mental Health. Again, a new study series titled The Christian and Good Mental Health. This will be a practical look at Christian mental health, both good and bad. And we will also look at some Bible characters as they reveal issues with their mental health, but not understanding or even knowing what it is. Hope you will join me this Wednesday evening at 7.15 p.m. This concludes today's updated announcements. We will now begin today's worship service. Good morning, everyone. We welcome you here this morning to our Lord's Day service here at the Church of Christ and meets here at 904 Lawrence Avenue. It is good to see this number that are here with us on this, this, on this day, this beautiful Lord's Day that God has blessed us with. I looked around and saw so many so many faces they hadn't seen in, in such a while. I don't want to get into introductions because uh, I will miss somebody. Uh, but it's good to see each and every one of you, excuse my voice, uh, on this beautiful Lord's Day that God has given us. Uh, another day to worship him in spirit and in truth. If you are a visitor, we want to welcome you here. Uh, we anticipate having several visitors here this morning, so we want uh, acknowledge all of the visitors to keep from missing someone, uh, but we do welcome all of our visitors here with us this morning uh, for our Lord's Day service. It's always good to have visiting friends and faces. You know, I'm, I'm looking around and I'm seeing Smithfield, Tennessee, uh, right there on the row. I'm looking and seeing just so many, Shirley, so many people hadn't seen in such a while. It's just good to have you, each and every one of you all, here on this day. Announcements: We want to keep Sister Andrea Shelton in our prayers. She was, uh, she's getting better. She's able to walk around home, and was planning to be here today, but uh, became ill, and asking for our continuing prayers. Sister Connie Spence is uh, now walking. Uh, she's walking around in the hospital room, and she is uh, doing progress. Still having some pain in her neck, and she is asking for our prayers. She is receiving visitors, Vanderbilt Hospital, 
room number 7224. And Brother Alvin Bale had to work today, and so he's not here and uh, want us to know that he had to work today. Uh, after service today will be our appreciation ceremony for and dinner for Brother Robert McLean, who has faithfully preached God's word for 47 plus years. He retired last month and immediately after service, after we take a break and get everything organized, we will then have the ceremony. It has truly been a blessing to be able to, uh, uh, to uh, witness uh, God working through him and we appreciate all the work and efforts that have been, been done today for his appreciation day ceremony and dinner. Sister Deborah Green is out of town uh, this uh, last few days, and we want to keep her in our prayers for traveling grace. We want to encourage everyone to be a part of our Bible classes on Lord's Day, 9 a.m. each Lord's Day, and on Wednesdays at 10 a.m., and 7 p.m. for our midweek Bible class and for those that are unable to get out uh, for the 7.15 p.m. Bible study on Wednesdays on the conference call. Again, we want to congratulate uh, Sister Courtney Espivey for graduation uh, from Middle Tennessee, State, Middle Tennessee State University. And I know the Spiveys will have an, an outing after the ceremony that they will be attending, and I know they are thankful, and we all are thankful for such a beautiful accomplishment. We are still, as the weather is, is breaking and becoming consistent, uh, we are planning to uh, remove the mask, and CDC has, has removed it. We are planning to remove uh, the mask from being a mandate uh, very soon. Uh, so, uh, Though some may choose to continue to wear your mask, that is your choice. So that is fine to do. But I know we all have 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 been discussing when are we going to uh, let our mask go. Uh, but tell you what, church, we we have been blessed by using these precautions during the height of, of COVID. So we uh, now with the releasing and below dead in vaccination, uh, we are going to very soon remove the mandate to wear the mask. We do appreciate Lawrence Avenue, the congregation, for your cooperation uh, as we went through uh, that ordeal. Uh, it was for everyone's safety, and we appreciate your cooperation during those times. We are thankful to God that he has kept us healthy and alive during such a traumatic time uh, that the nation was faced. And we owe God all the respect uh, for what he did for us, how he protected us through such an such a ordeal that COVID did and has changed. Amen. Lawrence Avenue, we're invited to the 40th Avenue Church of Christ on Sunday, May the 28th. They're having their uh, fellowship revival, as is noted, uh, and their service is 10 a.m. They'll have lunch at 12 p.m. and an afternoon service at 1.30. 40th Avenue Church of Christ and the 60th year homecoming celebration of the Newtown Church of Christ in Spring Hill are also on May the 6th. Uh, they're having their homecoming and their worship service time is Bible study at 10 and worship to follow at 11 a.m. Birthdays. 
birthdays. And what I'm going to have to do is start uh, birthdays for each month a week before the beginning of the month and because we've got several that we missed. So uh, we will be announcing June's birthdays at the end of this month and then the first Lord's Day also of June so that we don't miss anyone. Uh, birthdays for May. May the 1st, Regina White. May the 5th, Judy Liggs. May the 6th, Norma Campbell. Also, May the 10th, uh, Deborah Green. So uh, God bless you for giving you another year, and also for those whose birthdays are coming up, may God be with you. No anniversaries noted for the month of May. Our order of service this morning, our singing, Brother Trenton Moore, our scripture and prayer, Brother James King, our sermon, Brother Arnold Spivey, our prayer for offering and Lord's Supper, Brother John Phillips, and our closing prayer, Brother William Kent's. Our collection, Brother Tyrone Moore and Brother Timmy Jones. Again, we thank you for your time and attention. Now let's prepare for our morning service. Good morning. This morning we'll be singing out of three different books. Uh, we'll be singing out of the uh, Praise for the Lord handbook, which is right in front of you. Also, there should be a red and a blue book in front of you as well. If you do not have a white packet, please raise your hand. All right. Our first song would be page four. It's in the red and blue supplemental handbook, page four, which is we have come into this house. All found? Let's sing. We have come into this house and we gathered in his name to worship him, worship him. We have come into this house and we've gathered in his name to worship him, worship him. We have come into this house and we gathered in his name to worship God our Father. Everybody worship him. Come on and worship Worship God our Father. Just forget about yourself and concentrate on Him and worship Him. Worship Him. Just forget about yourself and concentrate on Him and worship Him. Worship Him. Just forget about yourself and concentrate on Him and worship God our Father. Everybody worship Him. Come on and worship God our Father. If you have a heavy heart and a troubled mind, just worship him, worship him. If you have a heavy heart and a troubled mind, just worship him, worship him. If you have a heavy heart and a troubled mind, just worship God our Father. Everybody worship him. Come on and worship God our Father. Let us lift up holy hands and magnify his name and worship him. 
who worship him. Let us lift up holy hands and magnify his name and worship him. Who worship him. Let us lift up holy hands and magnify his name and worship God our Father. Everybody worship him. Come on and worship God our Father. Right, let's please notice page 13 in the red and blue supplemental handbook. It's page 13. He's a wonderful savior to me. That's in the red and blue book. We'll sing all four verses. All found? Let's sing. I was lost in sin, but Jesus rescued me. He's a wonderful Savior to me. I was bound by fear, but Jesus set me free. He's a wonderful Savior to me. For he's a wonderful Savior to me. He's a wonderful Savior to me. I was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. He's a wonderful Savior to me. He's a friend so true, so patient and so kind. He's a wonderful Savior to me. And everything I need in him I always find. He's a wonderful Savior to me. For he's a wonderful Savior to me. He's a wonderful Savior to me. For I was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. He's a wonderful Savior to me. And he is always near to comfort and to cheer. He's a wonderful Savior to me. And he forgives my sins, he dries my every tear. He's a wonderful Savior to me. For he's a wonderful Savior to me. He's a wonderful Savior to me. And I was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. He's a wonderful Savior to me. And ever grows the love of Jesus day by day. He's a wonderful Savior to me. And sweeter is his grace while pressing on my way. He's a wonderful Savior to me. For he's a wonderful Savior to me. He's a wonderful Savior to me. And I was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. He's a wonderful Savior to me. We'll never let scripture in prayer. Let us say amen. amen. If you're thankful to God for being here today, say amen again. Amen. We thank God for his grace.
for his mercy, for his love. Thank him for our presence here. Amen. Here in his house one more time. Uh, the scripture shall be taken from the book of Hebrews chapter 5, beginning with the 11th verse and reading through verse 14. Amen. When you have found it, say amen. amen. And it reads, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. But when the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason have use of reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Amen. Amen. Thus in the reading of our scripture, Hebrews chapter five, verses eleven through fourteen, let us adhere to the reading of God's holy word. Let us bow our heads in a word of prayer. O God, our Father, we come before thee now with bowed heads and humble hearts, recognizing that thou art the God of our salvation, understanding that through thy goodness and love for us, you have allowed us to see a day that we've never seen before. Uh, we can say that we are here that we might hear from heaven and strive on by faith to learn the way. Master, we thank you for all things that you have done things both known and unknown. We thank you for the kindness that you have continued to show to us uh, in the days of our existence. We thank you, Master, for allowing us to live and move and have our being in thee. Uh, we stand before you now, Lord, uh, attempting to humble ourselves. As you said, humble is the way. And he that humbled himself in the sight of God, you will lift us up. We thank you, Lord, for your darling son, Jesus who endured the jagged concourse, scale, Golgotha's heel, died on a cruel and rugged cross that we all might have a right to the tree of life. Yeah. We thank you for your engrafted word, which is able to build us up and grant unto us an inheritance among those which are sanctified. Yeah. We thank you, Lord, for your indwelling spirit, which leads and guides us to all truth, to higher heights and to deeper depths. And as we stand before thee, Lord, we would be remiss to ask thee to forgive us for our many sins and our numerous transgressions. We know that all things that we have done are not pleasing in your presence. We pray for forgiveness. We pray for uplifting. We pray for guidance. We pray for strengthening. We ask that you exercise both our minds and our spirits, that we may learn to walk upright in your gracious presence. Lord, we ask thy blessings on those who are downpressed on their beds of affliction, that you would go into their rooms and be their company keeper that you would have them to know, first of all, that all sickness is not unto death. And Master, anything in your hands will prevail for your God and God by yourself. We ask, O oh God, that you would lead and guide our spirits in such a way that we will find joy walking with thee. And we ask that you would help us to spearhead one another as we attempt to all gain the place of glory, that we may live among you, Lord, throughout eons of time. We pray, O oh Lord, for those who have lost their loved ones, 
Their loved ones have gone to try the unknown world. Lift up their bowed down heads and give ease to their troubled minds. Yeah. And then, Lord, bless our service today, that it will be the kind of service that would instill goodness within us, Lord, uh, to help us to love one another in such a way uh, that it can be defined by your holy word. We pray, O oh Lord, that you will pick us up when we're down, that you will bring us down when we get too high and mighty. Keep us humble in your gracious presence. We ask thy blessings on the man of God that shall stand and speak to us by the way. Dip him down into the hidden treasures of your word that he may bring forth the old and the new. And if there's a lost soul in this building today, we ask that you would have him to know that he too must die. And after death comes judgment. We pray, O oh Lord, a very special blessing on Brother McLean today. Master attempting to, to lavish his life in thy goodness. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would bless him for the days that he, and, and the many hours that he spent behind the sacred desk preaching your holy word, touching those who have listening ears, that you would let his last days be his best days and let his last home be in glory. Bless his family, his children, and his children's children. And then, Lord, bless this church in a most particular manner. Help us to continue up the roadway of life, looking to the hill from whence cometh our help, knowing that all of our help come from thee, for you are the God of our salvation. And all when the time comes for you to call and for us to answer, we pray that we might have affixed things in our lives that would be pleasing in your presence, that we might hear you say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. We ask all of these and other blessings in the name of Jesus, for your sake and for your purpose, we pray. Let us all say amen. If you'd like to mark it, our song of invitation will be page 24 in the White Supplemental Handbook. If you'd like to mark it, our song of invitation will be page 24, Show Me the Way, which is in the White Supplemental Handbook. Now let's notice page 822, page 822, Heaven Came Down. Page 822. All found? Let's sing. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day, day I will never forget. After I wandered in darkness away, Jesus my Savior I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend, he met the need of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy I am telling, he made all the darkness depart. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole, my sins were washed away, and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down, and glory filled my soul. Born of the Spirit with life from above, into God's family divine. Justified fully through Calvary's love, oh, what a standing is mine. 
And the transaction so quickly was made When as a sinner I came Took of the offer of grace he did proffer He saved me, oh praise his dear name Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole, my sins were washed away and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Now I have a hope that will surely endure after the passing of time. I have a future in heaven for sure, there in those masses sublime. And it's because of that wonderful day when at the cross I believe. Riches eternal and blessings supernal from his precious hand I received. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole. My sins were washed away and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. And when at the cross the Savior were washed away, and my life was Good morning to those of you that are visiting with us this morning. We'd like to extend to you a cordial welcome, and if you are a member of the body of Christ, we say welcome home. If even though you may not be at your home congregation, you're still welcome here at the Lawrence Avenue Congregation and the Body of Christ. I know you have your mask on this morning, but you know we, we, we serve a God that is truly good. And if God has been good to you, I know I can't see your face, but let me see you just work your eyebrows. So every brow in here should be going up and down because God has truly blessed us in one way or another. But in each of those ways, he has blessed us in a good way because God is truly a good God. If you were attentive to our scriptural text this morning, then you can tell what this lesson is going to be about. Um, I want to use for a, a topic this morning, from milk to meat, from milk to meat, dealing 
with the topic of spiritual immaturity. And I want to do a, a series of lessons on this, and it will be predominantly coming from the book of Matthew in chapter 5, verses 11 through 14. And I want to read those verses to you once more. It says in verse 11 of chapter 5 in the book of Hebrews, it says, of whom we have much to say and hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. He says, now, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, but you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Both good and evil. Church, just because you have been a Christian for many years doesn't necessarily mean that you are a mature Christian. We've still got some babes within the body of Christ. And there is a misconception that the longer you sit here, you're going to grow into a state of maturity. But that is not the case. Amen. Let me give you an analogy. There was a teacher who had been in that position for 25 years. The job opening was posted, which would have been a promotion for her. And she's thinking, I've got these 25 years of experience. I've got this job in the bag. But lo and behold, the position was given to another teacher that only had one year of experience. So the teacher is upset. She goes to the principal's office, and she says, why did I not get this position? I've got 25 years of experience. He says, no. He says, you have 25 years of one year's experience. Because, see, you've been doing the same thing over and over and over again for 25 years. And sadly enough, we've got some Christians that have been sitting here for 15, 20, 25 years doing the same thing over and over again. And that is not growing. So my question this morning is, if God was to have a job opening, and it said mature Christians want it, would you qualify? <coughs> Self-examination time. Would you qualify if it said mature Christians want it? See, church, there, there, there is a danger in you not growing. It's a dangerous thing when Christians do not grow. Because, see, if you don't know what the truth is, how can you defend it? 
You know, the old saying is, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. But if you don't know what the truth, if you don't know what the word of God says, how can you be able to defend it? A lot of times we want to get on the phone and say, let me call brother or sister so-and-so. The Bible says at a time you ought to be teachers. You yourselves need to be taught again. This is what the writer of this Hebrew book was saying. He said, you know what? I've got a lot to say about Christ being our high priest. It may be a little hard for me to explain it to you, but it's not that the material is too hard. He says, because you have become dull of your hearing. So I can't move on to something else. Instead of me moving on, he says, I've got to digress. I've got to back up. There are a lot of topics within the body of Christ that need to be discussed. But we can't move on. Because you have become dull of hearing. There are some things that we should have got an understanding on a long time ago. But because you are dull of hearing, we can't discuss it. We can't get to the point that where we can say, this is what thus says the Lord, and you're able to understand it. We've got a lot of babes still within the body of Christ. There are some things that come out of the pulpit that you ought to be able to understand. But because you're still stuck in the first principles, in the first oracles of God, you don't understand what's being said in the pulpit. Now, I know my job, Brother McClain's job, anybody that stands up here, their job is to explain it to you in a way that you can get an understanding so that you can adhere to the word of God. But it, not, not, it should not be to the case that we have to, quote, unquote, dumb it down. So now I, I, I've got the opportunity now to, to speak, I think, three Lord's Days in a row. So I can start something. We can work our way through it to the point that everybody now can get an understanding. To the point that we can what? We can ingest it. We can digest it. And then we can apply it to our everyday lives. Hopefully it'll help everyone in here grow and reach a level of maturity. And so are, are we growing? this morning? Or are we still stuck in the first principles? Self-examination time. We all ought to be growing. We ought to be now at a level of spiritual maturity. I know everybody in here has teeth, whether they're theirs or whether they're manufactured. And you ought to be able by this time to chew on some meat. We ought to be off of the Similac now and moving on to some strong meat. Because, see, church, if, if, if you're not able to digest the meat, then you're going to be able for someone to come in here and talk to you and have you tossed to and fro with every word of doctrine, and you won't be able to know the difference. Well, brother so-and-so said it in the pulpit. That don't make it so, church. 
So this morning, I want you to, to get out whatever it is that has the word of God in it. And I don't want you to ever say, Brother Spivey said. I want you to say, I read. Because Brother Spivey doesn't have a heaven or hell to put you in. Are we growing? Or are we just repeating that first year over and over and over again? Brother McClain used to always say, you may not be able to give an exegesis of what's going on in this entire Bible, but you ought to be able to tell somebody what you did to become a member of the body of Christ. And even from that standpoint, you can then in that case use the first principles. But you've got to be able to move on. And this is what Paul was, was dealing with here. He's saying, I need to go on. There are some things that, that, that I need to discuss with you. These things will affect your soul. It will affect your salvation. But you're looking at me funny. And so I can't go on because you have become dull of hearing. But this is what fascinates me. When the iPhones came out, you spent hours on that thing. You can do whatever you want to on that iPhone. But you can't discuss the first principles in the Bible. Use that phone. Use that phone to tell somebody about the word of God. You want Snapchat? Chat about God. You want Facebook? Tell them something about the word of God. You tell everything else on there. Why not use it for a good purpose? See, the Hebrews had become dull of hearing. They had become dull of hearing. That term dull means that it was hard for them to move off of certain topics. See, they had become sluggish. You know, they'd hear some things and, well, you know, maybe it is so, maybe it's not so, uh, you know, well, whatever the case may be. And that's how we do the word of God here sometimes. Well, you know, brother so-and-so said this, so it's got to be true. No. The Bible says you, you need to work out your own salvation. Remember the old song that said mama may have, papa may have, but God bless the child that has his own <laughs> When judgment day comes around, you're not going to have mom and papa with you. You're going to be judged on the things that you have done. So that's why it's important that you grow past these first principles. When we look at the first principles, it deals primarily with what, with the, what Christ did here on earth. The death, burial, and the resurrection. That when we get to that strong meat, it deals with what God is doing now as our high priest. And see, when we get stuck on the first principles, 
it's hard for us to move on. These pews used to be filled with people. And this is where the rubber's going to hit the road, church. As members of the body of Christ, we have a responsibility to teach those. We've lost a lot of members, church, because we don't teach. We used to pride ourselves on getting them in, but not retention. This isn't Metro, school book. And it's sad to say that the church has a higher dropout rate in some cases than Metro schools do. We got to grow, church. Everything. One of the facets or one of the characteristics of things that are living is that they grow. We ought not be stuck on these first principles forever. And I'm not fussing, but the Bible says that at a time you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you again. We have Bible classes. If you have a question, ask your question. Get with somebody who can explain it to you. I'm sure somebody in here can give you an explanation. Somebody in here can understand what it is you want to know. And if not, we're in bad shape. We need to be growing. I look at Brother McClain. Brother McClain has been here for some 45, 47 years. You think he didn't grow? We all should be growing. But you know what? Our growth is our responsibility, too. It's our responsibility. And if we're not growing, church, we become dull of hearing. We become sluggish in the teachings. Because the Bible says he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. So if we don't partake of it, we can't hold God responsible. When you reach maturity, you stop relying on mama and daddy. You begin to fend for yourself. And when we look at these Hebrews, it says you have become. You hadn't always been that way. If he were to look at Lawrence Avenue this morning, and he said, well, this morning we're going to discuss this. And everybody raised their hand and they said, well, we, 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 we don't understand. Maybe we have become dull of hearing. But you remember the Bereans? The Bereans were in here every day. You tell them something, they say, ho, 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 wait, 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 wait a minute. Let me, let me make sure that's right. Do we still do that? It's our responsibility, church. We just go whatever comes out of the pool pit sometimes. 
And I like for you to ask me a question because, see, I have to be in here. I can't, <laughs> I can't give a lesson if I don't understand it myself. But now, you remember church when you were a new convert? Woo, you were on fire. We couldn't get close to you without being burned. You came up out of this watery grave of baptism, and you had a new step in you, boy. You were ready to hit the road. If you saw somebody at Kroger, if you were pumping gas, let me tell you about it. You were on fire. You were growing. You were, you were growing as a new babe in Christ. You were eating up, you were drinking up that milk when you first came out of this watery grave of baptism. Right. And then apathy set in. Now, it doesn't even interest you. You see somebody in Kroger, a brother and sister, you might go down the other aisle. I don't want to talk to them about that today. Do you know, dullness of hearing can affect your entire congregation. It can be contagious just like COVID. Well, you know, I, I don't think I'm going today, Brother Otis. He's just going to talk about what he did last week. Child, you know what? You're right. I'm not going either. And that thing snowballs. And it snowballs. But I like it when it says God is going to hold us. See, we don't forget. We forget sometimes. You know, it's, it's hard for us. But see, God doesn't. God doesn't forget, church. And so we need to be continually growing. I know some of y'all say that uh, I'm long-winded, but I'm trying to get through this. I'm not long-winded. I just take deep breaths. And so <laughs> I'm going to try to get through this, but still give God his due. But when we become hard or dull of hearing, it stunts our growth, church. Amen. You ever been watching a basketball game and somebody may dunk on somebody else? And back down the court, they'll do like this. Which means you're too little. And see, sometimes leadership can look around the congregation, and if they could, they'd say, You know why? Because our growth is being stunted. Sometimes we look out, and it's like we got a whole congregation. I'm not trying to offend anybody. We got a whole congregation of dwarfs. Because we're failing to grow. See, milk can only do so much. And then there needs to be a transition. You don't see 17, 18-year-olds still drinking milk, because if you do what, you stop and stare. What in the world? But we've got some people that have been in the body of Christ 20 years. And still, are too little, have not grown. And you can say, Brother Spivey, that won't happen to me. But you know what? When you're reading the Bible and you stop because something comes on TV, 
and you put God on hold, maybe you're becoming dull of hearing. Bible class. Well, I, I, I don't want to go to Bible class. So sometimes we'll even search the scriptures for things that will help us out. You say, well, the Bible says, in the Bible they didn't have midweek Bible study, so I, I, I don't have to go. If you'll put that much effort <laughs> into something like that, why not flip the script and search it for something positive? When you say, well, Brother Spavin, your, your sermons are dull. You get out of stuff sometimes what you put into it. See? And so what you're saying, if sermons come from the word of God, then you're telling God, hey, your word is. Is on. And so the danger here, once again, church, is, is if we're not growing, then we can be tossed to and fro by any form of doctrine. Somebody can come in here and say, well, you know what? I've got something to do on Sundays now, so let's just worship on Saturdays. Sounds good to me. I can go down to the Titan game. But that's not what the word of God says. But how would you know that if you don't get into this? See, and, and if you're not growing, church, and if you're not able to discern between what's right and wrong, then what you'll find yourself is doing is you'll be attracted to those things that are tickling your ears. Well, you know what? That made me feel good this morning. He talked about this, and, and, and we had these people that came up, and they were just dancing all over the stage. And I felt good about that. According to the word of God, that's what should make you feel good, being in accordance with the word of God. Brother John, can you get... 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 through 4. Because see, the danger is, if you don't know the difference between right and wrong, look at what can happen. What you got, Brother John? For the time will come mm -hmm. when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itchy ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. Do you understand what those verses of scripture are saying? And if not, maybe you too have become dull of hearing. And Paul goes on. He says, now, you know what? You, 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 by this time, ought to be teachers. And he's saying that not from the standpoint of you being able to conduct a class. Now, in some cases, if that's your thing, if you feel comfortable doing that, then by all means, you teach classes. That's your niche. You do that. But at the same time, you can teach by not being in that full classroom setting. That's right. Amen. You can teach by your lifestyle. Yes, 
So how we live in. Because once you begin to grow and somebody looks at you, then they can say, you know what, Brother Spivey? You, 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 you're different than the way you used to be. And I can say, yeah, you know why? Because I'm growing. Sometimes when you grow, one of the characteristics of growth is you produce fruit. If you've got a fruit tree in your backyard and it's not producing any fruit, tear it down, cut it down. But at a time you ought to be teachers, he's saying somebody needs to come back and teach you. How do you expect to help us grow if you can't teach yourself? We complain about a lot of things. We point the finger at a lot of people. Why not hold yourself accountable? At a time, you ought to be teachers. You need somebody to come back and teach you. One of the things that, that happens in this case here is you're no longer moving forward. You become stagnated. You're stuck on some things, and we can't move off of that. But he's saying, we need to grow, church. We need to be able to teach others. And if you're not able to teach someone those first principles, then maybe you too have become dull of hearing. But he's saying, you ought to be able, by this time, that's the key. By this time. So he's not really talking to new babes in Christ. He's talking to some people that have been a member for a while. He's saying by this time. You've had enough milk. By this time. You need to be eating some meat. If you had a child that was 17, 18 years old and still preferred milk, you take him somewhere. We need to be growing. Are you this morning? Hmm? Personal time. Are you able to teach somebody this morning? Are you? If we put a sign in sheet up here and say we're going to start having Bible classes on the first principles, would you raise your hand? It's one thing to come in here and sit. It's another thing to come and learn. It's one thing to learn. It's another thing to actually begin to grow. What's happening in the school system now is people are allowed just to come and sit. And then when test time comes, you can't pass the test. A day is coming. We're too going to have a final. And they're going to look, oh, he's going to look back. All the things you've done, whether they be good or evil, he's going to flip through them. That's your final. And when I say that's your final, because it's going to determine where you're going to spend eternity. And that's going to be final. 
So the only way to get from here to there and graduate and hear him say, well done, you got to grow. You got to grow. You got to be able to move past these first principles. If we say we're going to go door knocking, I don't know what to say. 15, 20 years, you don't know what to say. Maybe you need to be taught again. And now, don't get me wrong, there is a time when you may have not got what you needed as a new convert. So see, in some cases, if you're not growing, it's the institution's fault as well. Because in metro schools, if you're not getting what you need to pass your test, then that's not necessarily on you. It's on the teacher sometimes. So we got to make sure in our growth process that we too are able to teach. Leadership is able to teach. Older members are able to teach. Vacation Bible school or something rolls around and we say, well, I, 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 I've done my teaching. No, you haven't if you're still living. coming. Like he said last week, I get down your street, just wave and honk, because I'm coming. So my next question is, what does your diet consist of? When you get up in the morning, are you reaching for a bottle with a nipple on it? Or are you reaching for some meat? Now, it's okay if you are a babe in Christ because it says now they're going to desire the sincere milk of the word. But sometimes I think we overlook one important word. You need to have the desire. See, nobody's going to force feed you. You need to have that desire. And you see, sometimes if you don't have that desire as a new babe, you too can regress. So leadership, we need to make sure that you continue on your growth process. Mm -hmm. I wish it was a, a spiritual growth chart. Yeah. We could put that thing up on the wall. At the end of two years, you back up against that thing, and we say, well, you should be right here. But it doesn't work that way. So there comes a point, church, when your diet needs to have some solid food in it. See, Similac is only going to take a baby so far. And then they need to make that transition over to some solid food. Because, see, if you don't do that, then that baby's growth is going to be stunted. So, what's in your diet this morning? You know the old commercial said, got milk? If you've been in here 25, 30 years, that shouldn't apply. To you. So what have you been eating lately? Have you been studying God's word? 
Or did you just get up in the morning and say your prayer and move on? I'm waiting. Because see, church, we need to be in here in order to grow. Sometimes we get so tied up in losing weight. I got to lose some weight. Well, you're not eating the right thing. Eat some of this. I told some people at work, they were talking about, well, Arnold, you know, you are what you eat. I said, well, okay, I'm going to start eating skinny people then. How about that? <laughs> but if you want to grow in the word of God, you need to eat the word of God. You got to have a steady diet. Because you know what? They say, well, you can't eat soul food. Yes, you can. You can have all the soul food you want. From Genesis to Revelation, you can eat all of this that you want. And the only thing that you'll gain is a knowledge and an understanding. You're growing into grace of God. What you been eating lately, church? Take your diet when you get home. I can't eat a lot of sweets, but I can sure read this right here. He said it's just as sweet as the honey and the honeycomb. Amen, Amen. And my glucose level don't go up. That's right. <laughs> I can read this. My blood pressure comes down. So you see that there is both a physical and a spiritual benefit to you being in the word of God. Try it. You might like it. You know how Lay said you can't just eat, you can't eat just one. When you begin to grow, when you begin to mature, you can't just read one page of this. It won't feed you. It, 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 it just won't sustain you. You're going to want some more of it. But now, as Paul moves on, he said, now, when you begin to grow, you should have the ability to discern between what's right and what's wrong. But you can't tell anybody what's wrong if you don't know what's right. Now, when you get in God's word and you begin to study God's word and you know what God says is right and you know what God says is wrong, then you're able to distinguish between what's right and what's wrong. That's how you exercise your faculties up here. You exercise these things by, by, by reading the word of God. And then when you read the word of God, you, you ascertain what it's saying to you. And then you're able to apply the word of God to different circumstances and situations in your life. Amen. That helps you discern between what's right and what's wrong. But so many times we go to a friend. Well, you think I should do this? What is the word of God? That's a growth process right there, church. That's how we grow when we're able to discern between what's right and what's wrong. If you can't discern between what's right and what's wrong, then maybe you become dull of hearing. The first thing you should go to when you have a problem should be the word of God. Because I don't care what it is you're going through. You can find that here in the Bible. And you can see how Bible people handled things at that time. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. So whatever you're going through here today, they went through it back then. 
And if you use the word of God and you're able to rightly divide this thing and still stay within the confines of what God wants, then everything is going to be all right, church. That's part of growing. And so as I, as I close this morning, are you able to go through some things in your life and be able to flip through the word of God and say, you know what, this is what I need to do in this situation? That's when you grow. But now, or are you someone that's dependent upon somebody else to still spoon feed you? Are you being spoon-fed the word of God? And the danger in being spoon-fed is somebody else has to do it for you. And you got to be careful what's on their spoon. Because it may not always be in your best interest. I'm going to stop right here, church. Because I want to pick up the rest of it next week. And I want to look at the perils or the danger of not progressing, of not growing. There are a lot of other indicators that we can kind of look at that will let you know that you are, you're not growing. And we just looked at four of these this morning, your dullness of hearing, your inability to teach. We looked at what your diet is and your ability to be able to discern. But Peter said, church, the growth, that growth is the antidote of falling away. Mm -hmm. If you're growing, then you really don't have the danger of falling away. So in closing, turn with me, if you will, to 2 Peter. <clears throat> chapter 3. 2 Peter. Peter, chapter 3, and verse 18, as we close. But grow in grace mm -hmm. and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen. And I want to leave you with this. It says, you therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, mm -hmm. being led away with the error of the wicked, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior once again. To him be the glory now and forever. That's what he just read. So we need to be growing. So are you growing this morning? It can't be because there is a famine in the land. The word of God is bountiful here, church. And if you're not growing, <clears throat> then why not? The food is free. The table has been set. So why not partake? And the good thing about it is, church, you can eat all you want. So let's make sure we are continuing to grow. <clears throat> if you're here this morning, and you are in need of prayer. It doesn't matter what your prayer request is. I want you to know that God is able to fix it. He just wants you to bring it to him. 
It doesn't matter if the prayer is for you or for a family member or a co-worker. The Bible says church prayer can change your situation. But I want to stress this this morning. God has a plan. It's called the plan of salvation, church. It's designed to get you from here to there. And the plan itself never fails. Now, we, we deviate. We fall off from the plan sometimes. But it's a guaranteed plan. And what we have to do is simply hear the word of God. Believe what it is we have heard. Don't be dull of hearing. Hear it. Believe what it is you have heard. Repent of your sins. Confess Christ as being the son of the true and living God. Be baptized for the remission of those sins. And then the Revelation writer says, live faithfully unto death. And even then, if you get off track, he's given us repentance. And as I always say, I love the way God does repentance. Because if you get out of line, you don't have to go all the way to the back. He puts you right back where you got out of line at. So if you're here this morning, I'm asking you to examine yourself <clears throat> according to the word of God, not according to the person that's sitting next to you. And upon your examination, if you find there are some areas in your life that you need to work on, we're going to ask you to stand and come as we extend the invitation. Will you come, please? <clears throat> Do we have one this morning? But there'll be another this morning. You're not coming to me this morning. You're coming to get things right with God. Don't be ashamed. Cause I'm down here, Lord. The people that you're being ashamed of don't have a heaven or hell to put you in, church. Will you come? Tomorrow may not come, church. Today is our day of salvation. We have another this morning. And Lord, I Don't let Satan pacify child. you into staying where you're at. If you know you need to oh, make some changes. Oh, Lord, I'm your child. If the world has beat you up, you just want to say thank you. That's okay as well. Because I'm down here, Lord. Do we have and another this morning? I need your if you have examined yourself and you ask yourself the question, if he were to come back right now, would I be ready? If you can say with a resounding yes, I'm ready, Brother Spock, you may be seated. By me, oh Lord, stand by me. I'm down here, Lord, and I need your power. Show, show me, me the way. So show me the way. Oh, Church, it takes growth, it takes maturity to do what those precious souls do.
to examine yourself and if you're in error with God, you get that correct. Because I'm down here, Lord, and I need Thank you for listening this morning, church, and it is my prayer as always that you said something that can help make life a little bit easier for you as you go throughout this week. Growth is important, church. And how do you tell if you're growing? Check yourself every day. Compare your life to what the Word of God says. And if you're still doing some things that you were doing years and years ago, then maybe you too have become dull. Check yourself, church. I appreciate you for listening. Thank you, Brother Spivey, for that message. I believe you titled From Milk to Meat. And if we examine ourselves, if we're the same size, uh, the same mentality, the same, the same intellect, now than 20, 30, and five years ago, something would be wrong. So we appreciate that message of spiritual growth uh, that he shared with us this morning. Amen. Thank you very much, Brother Spivey. We have several that have come forth this morning. Sister Deborah Bell is asking for our prayers of the church. Pray for the Jones and Jurgen family for the loss of her son's aunt, Tanya Jurgen. Also, Brother Webster, stating that he has sinned and asked for God's forgiveness. He's asking for a prayer request uh, for his entire family and host of friends. Amen. Sister Haley McLean is acknowledging that she has sinned and asking for God's forgiveness and for the prayers of the church. Amen. Sister Deidre Dupee also says, please pray for my family also as we continue to uh, continue in our losses. She stated also that she has seen and asking for God's forgiveness. Amen. Tamisha Jackson is also stating that she has sinned. She's asking for the prayers of the church. Uh, pray for uh, the health and well-being and my well-being. Also pray for that the Lord allows me to be acceptable unto a program uh, with my job uh, and also she stated that I think it's in the Lord's offering for, uh, offering to get free help uh, on, uh, on a new certificate as well. Sister Pillar stating that uh, she is asking for prayers for her family. Uh, she has a, a niece, Tammy uh, Paris, who recently had a stroke and she's at home. Let us offer prayer at this time. Our God and Father in heaven, we are thankful, Father, for this day and this occasion, God, that you have given us to allow us to get up this morning, to walk, to move, to be able to gather here on this day for our worship service, a time in which, Father, that we are to give you honor and praise. We thankful, God, for all that are here this morning, uh, those, Father, that have embarked to walk through uh, the doors and be in your house for worship. Yes. 
We pray, God, that you will continue to give us chances, opportunities, Father, to continue to worship together as we serve you. Father, you've heard the many requests of those who acknowledge that they have sinned and asking for your forgiveness. And we know through your word, Father, that you are faithful and true to always forgive us when we ask. And we pray, God, for those who have sinned, that they will continue to grow in grace and knowledge of thy word. And that, Father, you will continue, Father, to bless them. We ask, Father, that you be with those that have asked for a prayer request for their health, uh, for various opportunities, God, that they're faced with, uh, for loss of, and trauma of different uh, issues, God, that have embraced their lives. And, Father, for... Uh, prayer for uh, the betterment of our families or in our homes and God in our daily walks. Yes. Father, you know the exact things in which each and every one of us, Father, are faced with. Mm -hmm. You sent us a Savior yes. who also was touched and embraced with the infirmities of everyday life. Mm -hmm. uh, one who set an example, Father, of how to handle everyday life, who was sinless but yet understood, God, our walks. Yes. We know, Father, that you will forgive them, and we ask, God, that you will continue to provide the things, Father, that those have asked uh, that they stand in need of. Most of all, Father, whatever state that we find ourselves in, may it be a state that's pleasing and acceptable to you. Yes. God, we don't ask that you remove the many uh, things in our lives. We don't ask, Father, for you to make the, the waters more shallow for us to swim and cross. We don't ask, God, for you to remove the mountains that we're faced with or the hurdles that we're challenged. We simply ask you, God, to give us strength to overcome. Yes. Continue to watch over us and um, be with Brother Spivey, Father. Thankful for his love and zeal, and we pray that you will continue to be with him in his daily walks. Yes. Most of our Father, we are thankful for Christ, your Son, and our Savior, for we ask this prayer. In his name we do pray. Amen. for the much needed message. Amen. Now at this moment, as we focus on the death, the burial, and resurrection of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ, we also focus on the collection. Let's please notice page 869. <coughs> page 869. Let us break bread together. 
page 869. All found? Listening. Let us break bread together on our knees. Let us break bread together on our knees. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, oh Lord, have mercy on me. Let us drink the cup together on our knees. Let us drink the cup together on our knees. When I fall on my knees, with my face to the rising sun, oh Lord, have mercy on me. Let us praise God together on our knees. Let us praise God together on our knees. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, oh Lord, have mercy on me. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts, if I would not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you should not have enough room to receive it. God has given us all that we need. Let us pray. Almighty God, Creator of all things. It is you who created us and not we ourselves. And we're thankful, Father, just to have this another opportunity to worship you and to give back to you a portion that's really already yours. And I pray, Father, that those that gave, gave freely from the heart, not begrudgingly or out of necessity. For what is in Christ Jesus, Yeshua, your son's name, let us all say amen. If you would, go ahead and take this moment to prepare your emblem. In the 24th chapter of Luke, starting at verse 1, 
it says, Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came into the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed thereabout. Behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid, they bowed down their heads to the earth. They said unto them, why seek you the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how yet when he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hand of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. In Matthew 26, it says, as they were having supper, Jesus took bread, he blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take eat, this is my body. And then he took the cup and he supped it and he said, Take ye and drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Let us pray. Almighty God. Creator, Father, maker of us all, it is you who have made us, and we are standing here in, in your congregation, Father, thankful, and remembering that on this day, we take the bread and we take the cup, and remember what Christ did for every single one of us, for we were without the strength to save ourselves, but God, you commended your love to us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for every single one of us. Thank you, Father, for his obedience. Thankful, Father, that he was willing to die on that old rugged cross. And thank you that you raised him up on the third and appointed morning, conqueror of death, hell, and the grave, author and the finisher of our faith in you. For as in Christ Jesus, Yeshua's name, that we pray and ask it all at the church, say amen. You may take the bread. And you may partake of the cup. Scripture said that when the supper was ended, they sang a hymn and went out to the mount that was called out. This concludes this portion of the service. Again, we thank all of you for being here this morning. Uh, such a beautiful crowd uh, that is here this morning, and we are thankful for each one of you that are here this morning. <coughs> Excuse me. A couple of announcements. One, uh, Sister uh, Darlene uh, Thompson is uh, sharing with us that she has two granddaughters that are graduating this year, uh, one from the eighth grade, uh, which is East Prep, and one from Cane Ridge High School, 12th grade graduation. Uh, beautiful accomplishment. 
and thank you for sharing this uh, with us, and we hope the best for both of you. We do hope, church, that you stay for uh, the ceremony immediately following our service for Appreciation Day ceremony. Uh, we ask that you uh, give us, after closing prayer, give us about 15 minutes or so to set up for the program. It will be here in the auditorium. Uh, it will not be very long. Uh, so if you're looking for all-day uh, program, it won't happen. It won't be all day or very long. Uh, so we ask that you give us time to set up uh, and then for the program, and then we hope that each of you will go downstairs into the fellowship hall for our dinner. Uh, so again, we thank all of you for being here. Thank you. Let's bring the service to a close. Let's please notice page one in the white supplemental handbook. To bring the service to a close, let's please notice page one in the white supplemental handbook. Let it rise. All found, let's please stand and sing. <clears throat> Let the Spirit of the Lord rise among us. Let the Spirit of the Lord rise among us. Let the praises of the King rise among us. Let it rise. Oh, oh, oh let it rise. And let the glory of the Lord Rise among us, let the glory of the Lord rise among us, let the praises of the King rise among us, let it rise. Oh, oh, let it rise and let the power of the Rise among us, let the power of the Lord rise among us, let the praises of the King rise among us, let it rise. Oh, 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 oh. Our Father, which art in heaven, most glorious and righteous God, Father, we thank you for being present. Thank you. We thank you for all the many blessings you bestow upon us each day. We thank you for all who are present here in this congregation today. We thank you for the song leaders, the preachers, the teachers, and, and all who have lifted up their voice in perfect unison this day, Father. Father God, now may the glory, the majesty of God the Father, the love and fellowship of Jesus Christ and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide in us all until we meet again. In the name of Jesus Christ, we offer up this prayer. Amen. <laughs>